to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. Road camera. All right. So everybody phones on silence or airplane mode. <laughs> Give him a phone either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you know. Anyone know where my phone is? It, is it connected to the speaker? So turning go off. It's, I mean, you know, these have these always have weird stuff happening during that. Yeah. I mean, it could take care of itself. It is what it is. We like like one episode we had a ghost. Remember we did? <laughs> yeah. All right, around the corner. Your boy, people. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> it's yes, y'all. I, I don't know why I keep on starting every part like that, bro. <laughs> but you know what it is. Um, welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. Yo, yo, yo. It's, you know, me again. Your fave Zod, even though I retired that name. Yeah, I was going to say. St. <laughs> Anton Alexander, the Negus of Nassau, Lord Jalen Willard. And we have the mysterious voice, the shaman himself. <laughs> you can't even see him. This bitch give me all kind of nicknames. <laughs> I ain't even co-signed them. <laughs> he didn't co-sign any names, but, you know, we had the reliable Marco Super Marco Bros. What's going on? Marco's with the pizza delivery. I know about all that, but... All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we have a special guest. I know y'all right. see this little mural. It's almost like I should bow down and worship it just Mother- Like, you know, <laughs> you ever see, you ever see, like, you know, my on the way, Helga. Yeah. You have that shrine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like the shrine. Oh, my goodness. But we have with us Benji from Hamian Magazine. Yo, 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 yo. We have an audience in there. Let's give him a round of applause. Ooh. Well, y'all could do better than that. <laughs> I'm like, we tell y'all. We upgrading. We gonna get studio. We gonna get live audience. What we gonna do next? We must be gonna jump out of plane and part next time. Right. <laughs> but you know, on every episode of Everything Cool, we like to start off the each episode with the Bahamian word phrase, the saying of the day. And today's Bahamian word phrase and the saying is, "Oh, let me check my phone." Wait, hold on. What you saying? Yeah, but what you saying, man? Nah, tell me what what you saying means. I feel like that's just a a staple greeting. Mm. Like you pull up and you see someone, mm-hmm. and as soon as y'all do like the respectful head nod, is <laughs> what you saying? Yeah, but that head yeah. nod, yeah, <laughs> official. I wonder. I always wonder why people like because you people random people will pass you and just like head nod, but it's like you mm. don't even know me though. How you know we even cool? That's just respect, bro. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. a mutual vibe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. But we about to bring the vibes with Hamy and Magazine. So, Benji, sure. I mean, we might as well just jump to the chase. What, tell us about, like, how you started, like, you know, what high school you went to. Like, you know, obviously you're a Bahamian. This is a Bahamian podcast. So, mm. are you originally from Nassau? Well, so actually, coincidence, I'm actually technically not Bahamian. 
Mm. But that's all a part of the whole story. Cultural mm. appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, uh, so basically, uh, I come from a pretty diverse family. So my mom's from England. My dad's from Jamaica. Okay. And they both moved to the Bahamas when they were like in their 20s. Hello, which year this was? Uh, I think they came in like early 80s. All right. Mm. Okay. And uh, I was born in 98. And I was born on Nassau. Okay. And... This is where I live like my whole life. Well, you Bahamian, bro. Mm. Oh, you was yeah. you was rushing when you hear junkin' no? Yeah. <laughs> right, so you was Bahamian, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like that's why I always say, if your heart sound like a ghost skin drum, you was Bahamian, bro. If you born there, you're born there, bro. Facts, facts. Like this is the only culture I ever know. This exactly. is the only people yeah. I ever know. So, as far as I'm concerned, like this is a big part of who I am. So, mm-hmm. growing up, I went to uh, probably two of the best schools. Uh, I'd say in the Bahamas, I went to Xavier's lower school and hey. big ups, big ups. And then I went to QC for high school. So Ooh. I know that's a problem. <laughs> had me a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I went to QC. Uh, and I just been like, I just always been trying to break the box. But, you know, I just always been trying to experiment mm-hmm. and do something new. I always had ideas in my head. Yeah. And like, I look at what I do now and it really ain't nothing different from what I used to be doing when I was younger. It was always just, let me think of something and see how I could turn into reality. That's yep. good. I so mean, that's are. that's how innovation happens. And mm-hmm. it just astounds me. I just put, did the math in my head. You born in 98, bro? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means you dead young, bro. I mean... <laughs> like, like, 21, like, 21. Yeah, so I mean, you got the whole shrine set up, the whole brand set up, and you ain't even cracked 25. That's good. Bro. Yeah, but yeah. it's mine in 20 prime right now. Yeah, yeah I respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it's always is good to start young, because mm-hmm. like, you know, the younger the better. So by the time you get 30, you already had like 10 years experience. Yeah. You do. And I mean, from my opinion, I already had like five, almost five, 10 years of experience building brands, because mm-hmm. like I did a, tunch of, a bunch of small things in high school and in college. Like in college, I started Caribbean Student Association. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried a little like non-profit startup called BAPE, the Bahamas Association of Young Professionals. Like mm-hmm. I was been and trying to get involved with clubs and just something, you know? So yeah. I look at that as just experience building up brands from then, whether mm-hmm. it's working for someone on their brand or, or trying to do something that's my own. It's, it all is a process. So, I mean, I think you could start at any age. If, if kids start an experiment from day five, six, seven years old creatively, then mm-hmm. when you get 21, you could say, but I don't have to plenty of experience to, yeah. to really take it off, you know? And then you don't have to go through that whole, I'm trying to find out what I'm trying to do. It's yeah. like, you've been know what you're trying to do. You already know, like, what's your purpose. But what, what college you went to? So I went to Liberty University in Virginia. Uh, mm-hmm. I still technically am enrolled as a student, as a senior. Mm-hmm. But with this COVID-19 thing, we didn't we mm-hmm. really know what's about to happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, um... You was telling me over the phone that uh, you had a great role to play in with Bahamians coming to Liberty. Because, like, you know, I had friends back then that, you know, was telling me about Liberty University and, you know, the different culture and how, like, you know, the, I think Liberty still, Liberty still has the high school, right? Yeah, yeah, they still have LCA attached to it. Okay. Which is the high school. So, and I, I, I mean, I've heard good things about mm-hmm. The perception of Bahamians at Liberty, but I've also heard the negative things mm-hmm. that's around it. And you probably heard it too. Oh, yeah. No, I, I heard it. <laughs> I lived in it. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of things. Like, Liberty is a very interesting school. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of great things in it. Uh, yeah. A lot of questionable things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's one of those places that is uh, provides one of the biggest <laughs> opportunities. You know, because for some people, you could look at it as a, like a stagnant environment where there's a lot of criticisms. Yeah. Uh, like any school, you could see like the structural issues which exist. Right. And Liberty is like 
such a family environment that it's like yeah. you know same thing if you yeah your family members beefing it can affect yeah. you because yeah. you're close it's that More same sentimental. thing yeah, yeah yeah like we close with everything that's going on in the school so anytime there's news going on not only is it reflected on you know the people in charge but it's reflected in us as students but one thing I always have to give it credit for is there's tons of opportunity that's, and that's a big thing in the the push to bring a lot more Bahamians there was just looking back on the past and saying that there was at one point a big Bahamian presence and it kind of slowed down. Mm. Uh, and when I came in as a freshman, even from before I was a student, I was working to go to like seminars recruiting Bahamians, even though I never really, I hadn't even to gone school. to the school yet. Mm. But I yeah. could already see the, the vision that they showed me from uh. before I went there of like training champions for Christ. Mm. And I saw that that wasn't, that, that, was, that was like the ethos of it. Okay. And in my time, I tried to, to live that and get involved with it and yeah. push the box and get people involved. And now we have like 30, 40 deep Bahamians there. Yeah, yeah and, and they was even on stage when it was yeah. the whole Hurricane Dorian situation. Yeah, no, that was yeah. that was crazy because yeah. uh, Hurricane Dorian happened and all us got together and it was like, what are we going to do? And yeah. It was called a meeting. And I think most people did that. They called a meeting. They was like, what, what can we do to help out? Mm -hmm. And we just pressed the school. We really was like, no, we want to do something more. And we got onto convocation, we got onto the stage, but then we also got behind the scenes the meetings with like our campus pastor. Mm. And then he said, Yeah, let's have one little like luncheon meeting. And he thought it was gonna be like one, two, or three people. Then we pulled up with like 25 yeah. people. Mm. I mean, and Deep. then 25 students was like, No, we want one relief trip. So they like did a lot to really allow for that to happen. We were able to send a team of eight people down to Abaco probably That's about good. four weeks afterwards to mm -hmm. uh, help with the restoration of uh, Hopetown Primary School, uh, where we were just helping like gut it out and help move the process forward for what they're trying to do there. So in that regards, they, they done a lot to help other countries. So I have to give them respect for that. That's good. That's yeah. good. Like with all that positivity, I ain't gonna bring up <laughs> the fine I heard about Bahamas in the area. But you what know you, yeah, I curious. <laughs> <laughs> I heard controversy. from from controversy time. I heard that there's a perception about Bahamian men. Mm -hmm. Not Hamian men, but yeah, Hamian. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Hamian men that, you know, they basically get women pregnant and then What? Leave. Nah, cap. C-A-P. Yeah. Let me, that, that, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, but to my knowledge, in my past four years, that ain't, that ain't our uh, reputation. No, but that, that's where, yeah, that was a reputation that's, that's going that, from yeah. in the mid-2000s. So that probably might have died. Yeah, but that a long time ago. Yeah. It's 2020 yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was the just bad, sure. the bad reputation that we have is for other things now, but not the Bahamians. Uh, Oh. The Bahamian, I, I think Bahamians have probably the best rap in the school. All right. Because no one can mess with us. You see what I'm saying? Big ups. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all's Teflon Dawns on campus. Yeah. I Facts. feel that. I feel that. So, obviously, because you graduate this summer, mm -hmm. but I feel like you've been, well, you first came across my radar with this brand probably like a year ago. Really? So, yeah. A year ago? Yeah. Ah, it can't be that we only started in, we launched January. What? I feel like it's been longer than that. There's a lot been going on. <laughs> well, see, okay, he, you came across my radar yeah, during yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Like, we yeah. see, for no, if for those who don't know, I am like the Batman of Bayman culture. Like, you know, I would sit behind this big, grandiose screen in my bar cave and I just watch. And he'd be like, mm, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Meant to know that this. But, mm. Tell me, what's the early beginnings of bringing this concept of Hamian official? Um, I think when I first looked at the pages, I was like, okay, okay, they're doing a magazine. It's about, you know, cultural, like, you know, 
having a, your pulse on the culture, everything that's behaving. Because I feel like we live in this digital age where um, I think, especially our generation, is more trying to make... And I, it's also my goal is to make being Bahamian cool. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you have other cultures that make their culture cool. But you always, you know, and I guess for us who have traveled and studied abroad, whether it be in the U.S. or Canada or any place else, you always have this, you know, ill feeling of people trying to confuse you with being Jamaican. Mm-hmm. As you know, you come from a very interesting culture. But, you know, you sort of disrespect your own culture, like, you know, Probably when you was growing up, but you like, bro, this was what makes me different from everybody yeah, else. Facts. So speak on that. Yeah, I think uh, when I look at the origins of just the brand, Ahemian, mm-hmm. uh, from the get, its roots are uh, in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I started Ahemian, I was involved in like a lot of different projects. And one of the the most recent ones before it was mm-hmm. uh, BAYP, which is the Bahamas Association of Young Professionals. And my goal with that, uh, was taking what I learned in school and trying to bring it to the Bahamas in order to move change and, mm-hmm. and get a lot of innovation going. And I study international relations at school, which is like government, politics, policy. So I was understanding how the world works and operates. And my goal was kind of to work up to the top of that and be able to influence change from like a government level, from mm-hmm. like an international level. So I started BAYP being almost like this uh, think tank where yeah, Bahamians could come in and write articles and put in research and give actual like independent solutions that are well-researched to the problems that we have. Mm. So it would be like a kind of free source for solutions to the problems that we have. That isn't just by we should fix this, by we need to do this, but actually like yeah. independent and thorough. So I did that. And as I was working on building out that brand, I understood the need for uh, building out a social media presence at mm. the time. Because as much as good as it was to have a 20-page article, you needed different pieces of content to really reach people and and influence them in different ways. So I put together a team, uh, had a whole plan out, and it just completely failed. Like, (laughs) completely. I had like a 16-week objective of how he's going to get everything done. But it was all based on putting a lot of responsibility in some people that I didn't have like the relationship with and I didn't Mm. have the leadership to execute. So it just fell apart. And I was like, but you might know what I could do. <laughs> so, I took some time away from everything. One second, yeah. bro. Like, how you build up this story just now that was excellent. I could have not have told you it was going to fail at the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I thought it was going to be a rags to riches yeah. to get all yeah. the way to the top. But I like no. the name, babe. You should put that on a shirt, bro. Yeah. So, soon, soon. Yeah. Soon. But after that, I really had to look at a lot of things because, mm. like, we was on this good track, but everything kind of fell apart. And I kind of had to look at how do I pivot and move from this failure and do something else. And that's when uh, I had shaved my head bald and you didn't mm. see me. That was, like a, <laughs> that was a time for just personal reflection, just going back into the bag and, and seeing what's, what's next. So I had the chance over summertime to link up with one of my brethren in New York. Okay. We was talking about the idea of this lifestyle brand. You know, we was, I remember he was walking by Rockefeller Tower and he was like, wait, let's start a lifestyle brand. I said, what is a lifestyle brand? I don't know anything about that. Mm. That's just. Trendsetters. Let's Mm. just do it. Yeah. So I went back and I went back to school and I just started getting into designing because I had a wall. Crazy story. I had uh, my room and I wanted to decorate my room at as low cost as possible. Mm. So I was like, let me make one collage and collage my wall. So I went to the bookstore and I found this Masters of Fashion like art book, which was like this nice high quality print art book from all the best designers from around the world. Mm. 
and I wanted it, but it was like forty dollars, and I was like, I ain't paying forty dollars for, for this book. Like yeah. I sell a lot. Uh-huh. So I talked to one of my friends, and she was like, Oh, she has a coupon to the bookstore. So mm. I took the coupon. I went. I rang it up. Forty dollars exactly. <laughs> took the book, bought the book, collaged the wall, and just use that inspiration from that to yeah. understand the creative world and how the best of the best been doing it. And then I kept talking to my friends, and I was like, But how do we do this? How do we make this work? And then I was like, Wait, no. Not lifestyle brand, because that's limiting. Mm. A brand is just a label. That's something they, that you just slap on. Yeah, you and, yeah. And it's just, that's separate from you. I say, what if we take one step further and make a home, a home of excellence? Yeah. So it's not something that you put on you, but it's something that you step into. Mm. You know, because a home have a feeling to it, have a vibe, has an energy. <clears throat> so we said, let's set out and do this vibe as like a creative agency. Mm. And we was like, what do we call it? We was like, man, we don't know. The original idea was things. Tanks, 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 tanks. Everybody want tanks. Yeah. So we uh, we went from there, and then Dorian happened, and I was like, yeah. hey, "That's crazy." And at the time, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be back in the Bahamas after I graduated, or or the UK or the US. But I went on that same relief trip I was talking about, and I was sitting outside amongst all that rubble in the hot sun, and I was like, "But you know what? No matter where you go in life, you go, you could be suffering. But yeah. it's better to suffer in a place that you love." Real, you don't at home. But not only that, it's like where you could still go to all those other places. Yeah, you still you still <laughs> like, can. All it takes is a trip. Don't let Corona stop you. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> so I remember I went back home as soon as that trip was done. I was laying in bed and uh, I was just like everything just hit me. But I was like, I need to be a I need to be based off Bahamian excellence mm-hmm. because that's something that we have never really taking the chance to really emphasize and That's strengthen. True. That's true. Because we learn how to make money from the blue and the flag. We learn yeah. how to make money from the gold, but we never understood the value and the strength of the Bahamian people, Yeah, which is just that. So what we did was we took that and we turned that into its own luxury brand. Mm. And that's when them first photos, right there, this one, this was one of the first photos. Okay. I wanted to put a, uh, I took this photo randomly because the bus driver, like I asked him, I was like, bro, you want to take one photo of me? I was like, yeah, babe. So he took one photo, one cool. shot. It was fresh. And I was like, yeah. let me put something on this. <laughs> yeah. So I had up my brethren. I was like, babe, should I put things on this? He was like, no, babe, you should put uh, a, the other name for it. I was like, what other name? He was like, you should put Hamian on it. I was like, Hamian, that look ugly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. And he was like, no, babe, trust me. I was like, all right, let's put it in all caps. So we slap it in all caps and we put it on the photo. And I was like, hold on. And it being fire. There's yeah. something, something. So we just kind of taking them same values that we understand the Bahamas to be based off of from independence time, which is liberation, uniting the people, uh-huh. working towards something great. And we putting that in that home, excellence, that creative agency, that lifestyle brand, and just doing whatever we can, breaking the rules and representing that through digital format, through print format, through anything. Yeah. I, yo, I saw all for what you doing, bro. Like to the point it's like, you know, I, I love seeing it. Like, you know, I love supporting it too. Like, you know, and that's why I wanted to create a platform like this as well as my other platforms to highlight these things that people don't generally know that's going on. Because it's like, all right, we could always go for the the popular topical things. But it's like, right, do you know what amazing is happening underneath the scenes? But it's just bubbling and growing. That's why I say... Mm. We live right now in the great Bahamian Renaissance. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Like, even hundred percent. Even if it ain't happening in Nassau or happening mm-hmm. in Freeport, it's happening around the world, and it's all Bahamian. It started getting all interconnected because it's like borders don't really separate us because we get the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
It's Bahamians doing things in all over Canada, in New York, in Atlanta, in Miami, Orlando, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, all the way in UK, London, mm-hmm. all the way, you know, in China. So it's like, you know, I always feel the need. It's like, it's no reason why we can't all connect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, um, and it's not, and it's space for everybody. So it, it ain't no feel like monkey see, monkey do thing. Everybody can put this spinning because, see, what I realized and I had a moment just like you when you um, said you came back home and you didn't know whether you wanted to move back home or not. Mm-hmm. I had the same moment and it was like, you know, um, I just saw that we grew up sort of trying to reach for a culture, mm-hmm. right? Whether it be U.S., whether it be Jamaican, whether it be whatever, besides our own. But our culture is so untapped that it's like, boy, we could do so much and no one else could copy it. You got to be Bahamian to do Bahamian culture Facts. or whatever. Or else it's going to be, it's going to feel fake. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't going to be original. It ain't going to be officially Bahamian. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't really read it because it's upside down. But yeah. right here on the top, it say an independence movement of a generation searching for paradise. Mm. Mm, I like that. I know different from what you say, the Bahamian Wise renaissance. Words. Yeah. 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 I, you know, but... Um, so with that, so, okay, so your plans, so after you graduate, you're going to do OPT after you graduate? No, no. So we, yeah. he coming straight home, folks. I wasting mean, no I time. <laughs> wasting no time. No, yeah. For, I look at it as like simple. If this yeah. is a renaissance, then you got to be a early adopter. You got to be a person. Yeah, that's the the, you got to be on the ground floor working hard. Yeah. And that's something I feel like probably, I mean, I know I had to take my own route, but it's like, you know, I always tell people in the long run, it's like, all right, yeah, you could move to another country, but it's like the money you had to spend to try to get straight there. You could flip that back into something else. Right. But then a lot of people don't have the vision or anything um, to actually say, okay, yeah, I can take this money and do something. Because I always say, but it ain't nothing to hop on a jet and go where you need to go. Facts. Because it's like, okay, you have Hamian Magazine, and he comes with a print. Ain't nothing stopping you from taking this to a trade show and presenting it to mm-hmm. people or every, any other conference that's going on yeah, yeah. in North America, South America, Europe, wherever. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and it's like, we need more of this highlighted. Because it's like, you know, we have a culture that's very underdocumented. Um, mm-hmm. No one really, everybody knows what we learn in primary school. And high school it's through social studies. So it's like, you know, we're the new tastemakers. We're the new trend. It's like, you know, when you think about Bahamian culture and the, the evolution of it, it's here right now. It's here at, you know, at Bahamian. It's here whether it be any other, like, clothing brands or, like, you know, music festivals. I told someone the other day, you know, we have a whole... And then a lot of those brands already been on the show. Mm-hmm. Like the Geek Out. Like, you know, for the culture. Like, all of them. Like, you know, you got all these different pockets of things and it's like, people ain't really know what's going on. But it's like, bro, these here. Oh, I never thought this would go on from Bahamas. But it's like, bro, we great, bro. You know who Bahamians are, bro. Like, the first, like, black comedian was a Bahamian. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert Williams in New York in the 20s or whatever. Like, you know, the first black actor who got nominated for Oscar was Bahamian. Mm-hmm. Bayman's built the city of Miami. So it's like... We the ones who started the new world. We was the first country found on the West. Mm. Exactly. By the so, other side. So it's like, you know, so it's like, you know, everything can begin with us and we got to just think bigger than ourselves. Yeah, no, I, um, 
when I was a junior, I worked in uh, D.C. for a semester. Hmm. I was working at like a top think tank over there. Uh, and also through like 2018 and 19, I was traveling to the U.K., going to conferences. And the craziest thing is everywhere I went, the biggest commodity I had was being from the Bahamas. Hmm. And that's what people don't understand. The thing that makes you stand out above every single other person is being Bahamian or representing the Bahamas or being able to say that just for Christmas break, you're going back home. Really? And that yeah. home is the Bahamas because that's where everyone else want to live. So I think that it's great to have international exposure. I'd say yeah. it's probably essential. It is. But the whole thing is like, we have the benefit of being the number one tourism destination in the world. Mm. Yeah. We have people coming here from around the world that we can meet. We could also go to around the world and meet other people. Mm-hmm. But we have to be the locale to set the trends because we have the people coming to us. Like who, who's going to, to New Jersey for any, any like random reason? No one. No but one. people in, sitting up in their house saying, man, we should go to Nassau. Yeah. And I want to go Man, see they want to go to the Bahamas. I want to go on the sand, the beach. And it's like we bigger than, the thing about it is when people think about the Bahamas, all they think about is, this, like you say, the aquamarine, the gold. Mm-hmm. They only think about the hotels. They only think about, I guess, you know, probably maybe some local bear brands. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, some tourist attractions. But they don't really... And they probably, the only cause that they probably think about is junk canoe, but it's because it's so different. They ain't really know what to call it. But it's such, it's so much more than that. Yeah, but, but things can change because our job at Hamian ain't necessarily to make a t-shirt or put out a photo. Mm. It's to change the mentality. It's the mentality because that's, yeah. that's something that, that beats everything else. Because yesterday I went downtown and there was no one there because mm. of the COVID thing. Mm. And I was just walking around looking at these buildings, all the stores, all the gift stores. And I was like, wait, they got to be ready because... In the next 10 years, they may not be here. In the next five years, they may not be here. Mm-hmm. In the next five months, they may not be there. And that not be, maybe because anything going on around the world, but just because something naturally may rise up and take them same mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. So if they don't adapt, there's a whole generation that's about to rise up and start challenging for the top spot. And that's breaking the box because nation building ain't a once a time thing. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Yeah. We got to do the same thing Pinland and Milo Butler and all these other past Real. leaders yeah. did, which is challenge the system and create new. That's good, that's good. But with that, we about to take a quick, short commercial break. And, you know, check out these messages on the commercial break. This is powerful. But we already had an episode that calls This is Powerful. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to keep it Hamian with it. Benji, yeah. the crew. We got the live studio audience. Let's clap. <laughs> we coming right back. Yeah, yeah, see. Hi. This is your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at theoriginalpeoplenetwork at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram at the Original People Network or on Facebook, the Original People Network. Now back to your scheduled programming. So we're back, you know, those commercial breaks always be so amazing. So many different (laughs) things be going on. Um, Actually, I know there's something crazy. I probably going to worship the shrine afterwards or whatever, like at least once. But tell tell us about this whole setup right here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because we have it center frame and Benji's about to get into that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, just to break down like the whole setup, a couple things. 
Uh, I'll start first off with uh, the binder that we have. This is like the first Hamian official portfolio. Okay. Which hey. has some of the original photos that we edited. And I actually have uh, one of them that I des- designate specifically for oh my goodness. the original people network. Cool. Little, Hold on, this, 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 um, this. One little handwritten message for y'all, you know? Hey. Yo, this is dope, man. Like, yeah. You don't get no better than that. Hold on, I get it. Hold on. You me... could read it too, yeah. It's, it's all good. Gonna, I'm going to bring it to the camera. <laughs> Official Hamian Blues. That's the one, even what's behind it. Big Marlins. Yeah. Bro, thanks a <laughs> lot, bro. Like, this is dope. Yeah, but yeah, but I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so that's the first thing, because first thing we did was we want to showcase the brand through the photos. Mm-hmm. Then we got some of the official shirts here. Uh, we have two of them. One of them is the just Hamian classic silhouette okay which is just the the normal black with the white mm-hmm. and then on the back of it is the what did two eyes stand for uh we can't talk about that okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's wrong top, place top secret all okay. right uh so these ones these classic <laughs> shirts that we have uh right. go for 45 okay the ones that we had sold out and then these ones were the official sample series ones oh. so on the mm. back of it you have this like little piece of writing which is sample zero zero one, mm. which is the first like these shirts were the first ones that we ever made and they're organic. We use them for our first shoots, okay. and these ones were kind of like a collectible. I know. Okay, that's dope. Represent what we're doing. They went for one fifty. Oh, so, yo, yo, really? That couture brand, like yo, this is art. Yeah, like, you about to respect art. And uh, last thing we have is uh, this recent piece. So we All took right. like a, a old frame and stand and repurposed it. Mm. So I had an old YSL. Uh, book, which is, you know, the Vez Saint Laurent, which everybody knows. And basically, I just took out a lot of those photos and started layering them out. So it all t- showcases the brand of what YSL is. But obviously, we have to throw in some of the Hamian influences behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something behind the black photo, uh, but we mm-hmm. we don't disclose that until we have like, <laughs> someone specifically who we want to give the piece to. So okay. eventually, we're going to like either donate it or either sell it. Uh, the sale price of it is after the price of when the year of the brand started, so 2020. But uh, we right. are, so that's two, wait, hold on, $2,020? And $20, yes. All right, that's dope. So uh, it kind of is just like, yeah, a, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I guess it's up to most people's interpretation. Like, I, I don't want to really break down and say what it means. It's kind of oh, yeah. open to what you see. You know, there's a lot of use of colors, there's a story behind it, but I like people having the chance to read the story for themselves before they have the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like, bro, I feel like I am in the presence of like a art exhibit. Like, <laughs> we got, bro, we upgraded, you know. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, we got fine art, high art. I love it. All right, so. You know the vibes. Um, so is this going to be, this whole piece is going to be auctioned off or it's just up for sale right now? Yeah, so. We have this like specific piece. Obviously, we use it in Copart for like a whole display. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this piece itself, hopefully, is is either going to be auctioned off or sold. I don't know. We we just really made this a couple of days ago, uh, uh, and we're just going to see what happens to it. Uh, it depends on on if anyone's interested, and if not, then we may go on and actually try and auction it, maybe donate it. I don't know. We'll see. But I like I like the, the guts of you guys. Like you just told me, he just made this two days ago. And he said this cost two thousand and twenty dollars. Of course, yeah. I like that boldness, bro. Cause you ready, bro? I I ain't gotta be near nobody to charge you this. I just say this is fine art. 
Mm-hmm. This is what it's valued. This is the value of my work. If you want it, you can pay for it. If you don't, move along, yeah. bro. And I mean, I could show you why it really is a great uh, piece of art, but I'd have to move this. So, mm. but we can't do that. Yeah, no, it's top secret. Yeah, <laughs> but right. this is this is the whole point because one of our our mottos is break the box. Mm. It's almost like. For everyone else, you'll only see a piece of the whole image, but mm. it's only the person who's willing to break the box and take that step who gets to see what's behind mm. the box. That's good. Yeah. And so, they'll never know what the value is until yeah, you never. pay for it. Yeah. Bro, that's this is all dope, bro. Like so, okay, so this when because I know you were saying y'all was gonna do some more like event coverage mm-hmm. and things like that with this. Yeah. So what's what's the whole like plan and layout and mm-hmm. press run with this? But so if I being completely honest, uh, my philosophy with all this is just take this one step at a time, one day at a time. Okay. The whole brand was built off of faith and just seeing how God directs each step mm. and just being faithful with those steps. Uh, and I see how sometimes you could have a plan and it, it get derailed. So mm. I know what I want. I know what I would like to see. But at the same time, I have the flexibility to go into each day and just take it for what it comes. So the mm. press release will be whatever press comes. Mm. And if, it, if there is press, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. No, I mean, from like your side, what, how y'all going to roll all of this? Oh, it's just, we'll see. All right. We're going to leave it ambiguous. <laughs> so, um, so is it in the future, do you intend to make more pieces like this? Yes. Yeah, or so do I even have an art exhibit? Yeah. So my dream is, and I don't know how I'll do this. Like absolutely no clue. Mm-hmm. Like when I tell y'all like, this is a nice brand, but I really don't have any money. Like zero dollars. <laughs> but that's I mean, how bro, everything but is that's started, how it started, bro. Yeah. You start from zero and then you build up to 100, bro. Yeah. But my yeah. my dream, my vision right now, my most recent vision is for independence, I want an art show. But what we're going to do mm-hmm. is I have this collection of what Hamian is now, like in proper detail. It's like a hundred, it's a hundred sentences arranged in this nice poetic essay that details the whole story of the brand but in a very, you know, a very easy to read way. I'm taking all hundred of those sentences and putting them all individually connected to one of the first photos that we made before the brand launched. So I'm taking a mm. hundred photos mm-hmm. from before 2020, matching them with each sentence, putting them on a shirt. So it's shirt on the, sorry, photo on the front with the word in the back or the, the sentence in the back. And then I want all of them to also be in art pieces. So if you go to art display, it would be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all 10, the way all the way to 100. So it's a process of you going through and not only, not only Yo, seeing the story. this is fire, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. You, like, it ain't about, because it's all about testing the limits on how you can tell a story. It yeah. don't have to be a video. It don't have to be uh, spoken through, through voice. Yeah. It can be displayed visually, uh-huh. piece by piece through art. So when you go to this show, not only will you have piece one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but you'll see people walking around with the art on their shirt. Mm-hmm. So you can see on their shirt, what number 36 is and then go and connect it to the actual piece of art. Mm. And it will mm. not only have its individual significance, but it also have a personal significance because that piece of art, that photo will be the photo of probably that person because our first original photos were not photos of me. We're not artistic photos, but they are photos of either Bahamians or people who believed in Bahamian excellence, which is what Bahamian is about. Mm. Top notch things, bro. bro. I feel like, you know, as I'm listening to you, what is playing in my head, it's probably like like Jay-Z's Magna Carta album or even the new Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like, you know, I feel like, you know, world building and shaped and shifting and this fine art. It's like, you know, I'd love going to exhibitions and seeing mm-hmm. because I really, you know, fully, come, especially coming from the background because like, you know, 
I went to art schools. So I was surrounded by fashion majors, surrounded by painters and sculptors and all this stuff. So that's sort of in me. So like, you know, when I see it, I know how to appreciate it because like, you know, I I always tell people like I took a year to study art history from the beginning of time all the way to contemporary art. So like my appreciation and my palette for it, it's like, all right, you know, um, basically anything can be art. So how you even have that emotion is a form of contemporary pop art to where it's like, you know, yeah, it ain't, you know, traditionally on a canvas, but it's like, you know, you put it on shirts and it involves in people. Mm-hmm. Like it's a more like, you know, it's a little bit of performance art with like, it's a good mixture, but that's dope. So like you went to school, it was for international business? Relations. So politics it, and policy. So how did you like. even like, Get into this vein of making high art. Like, my, my bad. Before we get into yeah, that, I yeah. want to touch on because you yeah, beautifully explained yeah. uh, how you physically transition to art on the canvas or the shirts or like the art display that you want to do for independence. But mm-hmm. in your social media vein, specifically Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. You you have a, a large social media following, and I don't know how uh, how, how much people could interpret what you post or how you find your models or just how your whole process is for that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to explain, you know, how that how goes about. about yeah. Yeah. So it, it was two parts. It was one part kind of like taking what the vision of the brand was mm-hmm. uh, and transitioning that into Instagram. And then it was also taking really good social media strategy and business and using that as our framework for how we built out the guerrilla marketing of the brand. Mm-hmm. Basically our format and our approach was, because everything is driven by content creation right now, we were looking at how do we create the most quantity? So how do we have the, the highest amount of, of images that we can put out? Because all it takes for me is to just take a, our logo and slap it on top of a photo and then you have a Hamian photo. Mm-hmm. Now it does have like a specific vibe to it. It yeah. does have a specific theme. But we just took that original trademark logo and allowed people to send us in photos or say, give them give us a permission to go on their Instagram uh-huh. and I would just search through their IG and photos. be like, this is a solid photo. Let me stop this on this. And then I would have a base of maybe a hundred photos and then say, if I arrange it in this order on the feed, then it looks solid. Mm. So what we did was we was we weren't trying to get likes. We weren't trying to get follows. We weren't trying to get attention. We were just trying to add value to the person we were collaborating with. and know that they'll share their photo onto their page. So when they come back to our page, what they're going to see is not only their photo, but this art collection of the blues, the greens, everything else. But there are no rules. And that's something that I really have to challenge myself on the most because I figure out an aesthetic. I figure out a vibe that I want to use and I start doing it. And then I get comfortable in it. Mm. And then I immediately have to try something new and break the box. Because if I stay the same, then I... Complacency. I get complacent. So the first set of models that we had for our shoot were all people who I knew personally who were like very yeah. involved in my life mm-hmm. uh, when I was at university who supported the brand. And we didn't just give them a shirt. We gave them a whole video shoot. We gave them a whole photo shoot. Hey. We gave them a whole interview because it's all about showing the best side of them as possible. So in the same way that, you know, in the first day someone just sent me a photo and I said, all right, let me slap Hamian on a photo. Now it's about doing that in different ways and formats. And how our magazine is set up is now that just people can send us in photos and we edit a photo. And then that photo can then gets featured on the magazine. So the magazine is just a featuring of all those people who are willing to collaborate mm. with us and showcase it. And we really change all the time. Like right now, our aesthetic is so much different than it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
but I don't know. It's just a challenge for me now to try and push the lines. And what I would originally like to decipher the two is hey, me and official is my, my own individual shit. That's what I make. That's what I put out. And I want curators to be on my magazine that are not me. Mm. I want a Monday feature from someone, a Tuesday feature from someone, a mm -hmm. Wednesday feature, and use that as a platform to develop the next set of artists and creatives and designers uh, for not just a photo, but hopefully something more. Maybe that's just the stepping stone for them to get into it. But how I got into, I guess, fashion from politics and policy. Yeah, because uh, that's two. Yeah, that's left brain, right brain. Yeah, uh -huh. I think it was just one from a realization of the flaws in the system. Mm. That power is not about going to the top and trying to bring people up. Power is going down to the bottom mm. and giving it to people and allowing them to work it for themselves. So, yeah. So I like to look at it and say, well, what are people consuming? And we live in the 21st century. It's all about music. It's all about fashion. It's all about art. Mm. It's all about social media. And I was inspired by a lot of people like ASAP Rocky. Yeah. He was someone who I got into. And I was like, this man built out a whole brand just off collabing with luxury brands mm. and representing an image and showcasing a vibe. And I really just challenged myself. I was like, I'm not a designer, but I want to prove to myself that I could be one. Mm. And I think that's everything. Like People look at me and say, I'm creative. I don't think I'm that creative. I think I just have the willingness and the drive to try something new and have the faith to say, if this is what God put in my heart, I can try and execute it. I could stop all this shit today and go be an athlete tomorrow if I wanted to. And I believe I could be a great athlete mm. just because I have the, the vision and the drive. And I understand if that's, what's, if that's what I want, I could get it. So this is no different. This was just a challenge to myself to say, how could I be Hamian? How could I be the best in what I do? And I there agree. is no limits. There is no box. It's just doing you the best you can. You gotta have that confidence, but I love it. Um, what else can I ask? So, because you brought up ASAP Rock, and you know, um, that whole collective. I mean, I really like that. That's what actually, side note for anybody wondering where I got the whole Lord Jalen Willard from was when I listened to that ASAP mob. That, I think their first official album, and it was like, where are you, Lord? And I was like, and he is Lord Flacco. Yeah, yeah. That's where I get that from. <laughs> pretty like, Flacco. Really, yeah, Lord Pretty Flacco. That's like, I like that. That's Lord Jalen. Like, so yeah. that's where that come from. But like their whole collective, <laughs> it's like the high art. Mm -hmm. All right, even though we rappers, we going to be fashion as that. So you, do you think um, you're going to get into like learning about how to work with fabric and how to stitch and things like of that nature? Yeah, I, I think so, but would make it even cooler is if someone else could do that. Yeah. You know, because I always just feel like I need to learn how to do this, but then it's like, if I could find someone who know how to do something, who can mm. take my ideas and yeah. bring it to life, that's just as good. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's the actual talent. Yeah. Y'all yeah, just yeah. collaborate off of skills and yeah. talent like, like that. Like, I don't think that I will ever be the some great Bahamian fashion designer, yeah. but I believe I could be the inspiration for some kid up in primary school now to go in, do that, and he'll go be the best one. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it's a lot of things like, okay, like something I would like love to do is probably like, you know, learn how to make music and make beats, mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't have the time and bomb with and I already know how to do so many things and do too many things. So mm -hmm. it's like, but if I could get with someone to collaborate and be like, I think it should sound like this and like, you know, be more of like a tastemaker mm, mm -hmm. and just be like, you know, we should go like this and like that. And then, you know, yeah, a yeah. collaborative effort because no one mine is an island. So it's 100%. like, you know, 
collaborating with this person and that person and it's like, you know, we all could get the glory and yeah. not really being too focused on self-gratification. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what hinders a lot of people because you always consume with how I can get. But if we all come together, if we all, you know, original people come mm-hmm. together, we can make it, you know, everything hamian, you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see everything can be cool. Facts. See that, sir? Yeah, we have a seven pillars of our brand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me hear this. <laughs> uh, love, uh-huh. faith, vision, uh-huh. inclusion, collaboration, authenticity, and revolution. I love inclusion, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. a big, big yeah. thing. And you talk yeah. about collaboration. It's just this idea of trying to battle not only physical issues, but cultural issues that you can't yeah. quantify, like black crab syndrome, yeah. like brain drain. Like you beat yeah. that by infusing new culture that has certain values like collaboration. Because the same thing is like, you guys have this specific podcast that is your brand that you guys are working to build up. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily have to compete with you. Mm-hmm. I could understand that we could have a very symbiotic relationship by yeah. just bigging up each other and yeah. supporting one another. Yeah. And understand that like, so much is division. You know, we trying to tell people, do your own thing, work on yeah. yourself. But if you find a couple of boys in school in a class of 25, and you say, y'all just all find one individual thing y'all good at, and then just help each other, yeah. help the other 24, yeah. instantly allow for everyone to benefit from what other everyone else win is. Yeah. That's why, like, like, you know, I, like me and him, I, I Marco have this conversation. I don't mind going on other podcasts and mm-hmm. collaborating. Mm-hmm. That ain't yeah, nothing yeah. to me. Like, I don't feel like it's enough for everybody to go around. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. and like, we big up other platforms too. They Shout out Winter Zone 242. Mm-hmm. Hello, who? Winter Zone 242. What are this? We can talk about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, but shout out to, um, Actually, we might as well shout out all the podcasts, all the Pulp Fiction and the Solid Parts, mm-hmm. Big Talks. They just became a part of Tempo Network. Um, you got uh, Islandish, yeah, I meet you all the way in Freeport. You got uh, all of Tenthia Senior Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, you got so many different other podcasts out there, but it's like, bro, it's a next week. It's other Beaming Podcasts. I probably tag y'all if I post this little clip. But... I don't feel like, bro, like, it ain't a thing to share nothing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. why ain't competition? Like, and I really against that whole, I feel, in order for me to be on top, I got to put you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we could rise together. Like, you know, that's not even, like, naturally intrinsic to, into us to where we have to feel, like, capitalism put that in us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But it's like, wait, if you doing your thing and I doing my thing, and it's like, I big you up, you big me up. All us can win. It's enough people going around, enough people, you know, collaboration and things like that. Because identity, we all in the struggle together. Yeah. But you can't move forward, upward, and onward if you ain't together. Really? Yeah. yeah. All that together. All that together. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. It's like people is pretend like you can only focus on one thing at one time. For real. Like you can't I, I can listen to your song and then as soon as your song is done, yeah. listen to another rapper's song. Yeah. Specifically like ASAP Rocky you mentioned earlier. So it's like I could wear a Hamian official shirt mm-hmm. and I could wear... Um, for the culture. Yeah. For the culture. Exactly. Bahari. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody who's trying to get their yeah. own thing off. And my thing is like, I tell people all the time, we ain't a clothing brand. Like the clothes is just another vehicle to promote the idea. Mm, yeah. So ain't, ain't no... There's no idea of like my clothing brand versus another. Like my yeah. dream is the same way that Supreme collabs with Louis Vuitton. Yeah, I'd love to have a Hamian Bahari collab, mm. a Bahamian for the culture collab. Yeah, and I can tell you that'd be a big thing if that happened. Hey. Yeah, 
Off the shelf no. We can make that happen Gone. right now <laughs> All I gotta do is one phone call I'm like yeah Yeah you know what it is bro Yeah Ain't no reason why there ain't the original people Hey me and X Collab shirt Piece of art Photo There are no rules I mean bro You don't know the vibes no I mean I got rules. a whole No back to your whole picture thing Because yeah. like I say I'm a filmmaker by trade yeah. And we cover a lot of um, Culture events Whether it be Junkin or Carnival So mm-hmm. like I mean, I don't know if you check out the uh, Jungle Trademark page. Yeah, I follow it. I, I keep up to date with the photos. Yeah, so it's like we got a ton of things. So <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want you like, tell me whatever. And it's like, all right, let me send this over to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and no tank or whatever. Because it's like, you know, people be like, oh, well, this person trying to get cloud off of me. I'm like, bro, I don't care about cloud. It's what what you going to do with the cloud? We making money or what? Or we, I, I just concern about my main concern and purpose for everything is. Bro, when the day I die and they about to lay me mm-hmm. down, what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. I want Preach. them to say, hey, lies. This man was a legend. Mm-hmm. Like, he did this and that. We still feel that energy even after he's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, oh, this was a good person or this, that, and that. No. Mm-hmm. He was, this but was he legendary. He, this can't be talked. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Nice. Everybody got great things to say about it. He left a whole mindset, a whole philosophy, and that's Facts, it. facts. And, that's all I care about. Like, you know, money can come, this can come, that can come. But it's like, bro, we only got a certain amount of time on mm-hmm. earth. And we got to um, basically do what we got to do to impact. Because I feel like happiness came into my life when I started making life less about me. Mm. Facts. Powerful. And I made it more about <laughs> impacting people. Yeah. Like, you know. Because it's like people always say it's better to give than receive. You get the most love when you give it away. Yeah. Real. So it's like, you know, if you want, if anybody out there who want more love from people, give it. Mm-hmm. Don't think about trying to get it. Like give it and you're going to see it come back to you because whatever you put out, you're going to get back. Yeah. But the idea that money is a determinant of happiness is just something that Babylon has fed the, the system, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I think Kobe Bryant is a great example for this generation of yeah. what it means to yep, live Kobe. life. Yeah. Because it, it's crazy. He did great things while he was alive, but it wasn't until he died when until the bomb mentality was mm. kind of passed on to people. Yeah. You observed it as a, as a witness. You saw the greatness that he did. You saw the grind and the work that he put in, but it wasn't until he died that it was like, wow, yeah. this is really what this guy stood for. Yeah. And that's what it, the objective of everyone's life should be. It's like, mm. what are they going to remember you for after you die? What did you mm. talk about? What did you stand for? Yeah. And, and, Impact and legacy is not measured by the accomplishments. It's measured by the amount of people that you've impacted. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I say, if you look at your life as like a lighthouse, you always point in niggas to something. What you point in them to? You point in them onto rocks to wreck their ship and tea from them or you point in them mm-hmm. to the harbor? You know, so what you going to use your life it's as a It's an amazing analogy, bro. Yeah, yeah right. That's crazy. But, uh, on that note, we're going to have to take a quick short break and then we, you know, get into more things. We got a next... Person in there, we gonna talk about a little compost. Yeah, there's a big time presenter about to come on. A big time presenter, you know, yeah. a legend. I think he's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> he's, well, he's probably. I, I heard the next Rodney Moncur. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've had Rodney on this show. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hi. Wow. We gonna be right back at Everything cool. Willard from Everything Cool, and this episode is sponsored by uh nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool. Feel free to email us at the original people network at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram 
at the original people network or on facebook the original people network now back to your scheduled programming Just in the back, there, munch it. You, <laughs> that's the lime crusted ones. That's the lime. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's fire. I like them. Fire. Yeah, fire. Uh, oh, all right. So we're back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have obviously we we um got rid of the shrine. Actually, we need to take a photo. I need to take a photo with the shrine. Yeah, but small things. <laughs> like, so um. We're back in. Please introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hi, my name is Nicholas Fox. Uh, Nicholas came with Benji. Yeah. yeah. AKA Compost King. The Compost King. That's what people call me, but... You Why know, are you the Compost King? Because everything I do revolves around compost, and I aspire to be the greatest at composting. Okay, so tell us about what composting is, <clears throat> and how does that relate to being Hamian? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> composting is taking your food scraps uh, or anything biodegradable and just allowing the natural process of decomposition in a controlled manner to break down that organic matter into a fertilizer, usable fertilizer for us uh, as Bahamians. Because we throw away so much food every yeah, year. Yeah, we do. I mean, congrats to um, OTPM. I can't remember their name. Who cleaned up the landfill? That was like spectacular, but that was one of our biggest problems. Or even going downtown, you seeing the rats and the roaches just pooling yeah, downtown. Or even on the beaches, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, like I so sick of that, bro. <laughs> so like, yeah. uh, this is a. I always thought like we are a tourist destination, so we should be clean. Mm. You know, we should be a very clean place. And what's a better way than to get rid of rat and roaches and to take away their food? So Real. you cleaning up. Real. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So my 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 mission is to get the entire island to compost. And that's like stage one. I have like multiple stages for this, mm-hmm. you know? So let me ask a question. Yeah. Uh what do you think is the the biggest change that we will see caused by switching to, to having better soil? Um we'll be a lot more uh, sustainable as a country, we'll be uh, less reliant on export on imports for food. Yeah, uh, you'll see a lot more Bahamians who engage in what community agriculture mm. or who are more mindful about their choices when it comes to the ecosystem. You'll see a lot more Bahamians creating natural products, which which is already a big thing. I mean, but it's it's just starting. Imagine mm. when everybody has something that they got to offer. There's going to be a lot more bartering yeah. between mm-hmm. Bahamians, you know? And I think I have a perfect person because, like, you know, I, well, I'm going to say, I have a friend. I'm going to say his name because he probably want me to keep what he's doing top secret, mm-hmm. but he developing a farm. And I guess when he ready to announce he doing a farm or tell the world that he is farming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, we, I can connect y'all too because he always, like, he, 
He starts uh, when he was starting to do his one. He was composting in a small, like an old, like refrigerator, and he was showing it to me and things yeah. like that. So, I really fully agree with the whole, like you know, payments getting back to farming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I mean, if you look at Andros, is what the fourth biggest landmass in the Caribbean region. Uh, there's a lot of water running through that land. We we have endless potential, you know, to, yeah. to be growing our own food. Just the other, what, day, two weeks ago, I went to Blue Lagoon and I found out all of our native trees, nine out of ten of our native trees have medicinal value. And mm. I'd, yeah. why, aren't we, why are we, like, taking advantage of those things? And mm-hmm. Hold wow. on, say that again? Well, oh, wow. Say that fact again? Nine out of ten of our trees have medicinal properties. Okay, so should we be eating... Nine out of ten of our trees. I ain't say all of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to say this one in there. Because yeah. me and Marco are very big proponents of eating a plant-based diet. Same, 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 so. same. All right, Ricky. So no the vibes. <laughs> so, yes. All true. Yeah. You know, so like you know, I always just say, let your food be your medicine, and medicine be your food, boy. Mm-hmm. So Sucks. yeah, we should grow our more food because, like you know, even with. And back to that whole nine out of ten for having medicinal value during this corona mm-hmm. pandemic, shouldn't we be consuming more of our plants? Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, everybody everybody's body has a different uh chemistry to it. And especially if you are native, like let's say you're a Bahamian, mm. your body should be more in tune with the natural trees that are here, mm-hmm. you know? You, so you're breathing the air from these trees too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I took philosophy while I was in school and like we're all just connected through the earth we're just a filter you know yeah. the earth is like birth in us yeah. to live on it and do mm-hmm. its will yeah. through God mm-hmm. so we should be taking care of it you know yeah. mm-hmm. the reason that uh, the relationship exists between Hamian and Compost King is because where our goal is to break the box mm-hmm. we see somebody who willing to take a risk and say you know I can just work on dirt and waste and yeah. turn that and look at the biggest issue that we have which is uh, agricultural industry that is non-existent. Like my BJC was, why do Bahamians not like to farm? Yeah, and that's what I was like writing reports on. Yeah, yeah. this is someone who willing to say, you know, I can take a risk and go outside the box and actually work on this because it's gonna make a change. And where it really like I saw the benefit of it was understanding the aspect for community gardening because yeah. if everybody just grow their own little thing, they could take their excess, trade with others. Yeah, trade with others. Yeah. Instead of going to super value, you could go to your local constituency, mm-hmm. like farmer's market, yeah. and you can have a way for people to make money as well mm-hmm. as get close to source food. And we see now with coronavirus, how dependent we are on imports around the world. We're like, you know. Yeah. But like, that's why I want, that's a place I want to get, you know, growing my own food, eating from the land. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm a grand proponent of that. Like, you know, because we don't know um, where such and such food is coming from, but it's like if we want to live longer and a healthier lifestyle, we got to get into the habit of growing our own food, mm-hmm. you know, using all natural things mm-hmm. in that process. But I was in Cat Island at the beginning of this year and I went on this little like walkthrough tour from the side of the road to a blue hole. It was probably for like 15 minutes. And on that 15 minute walk, my tour guide introduced me to like 20 different plants that we just saw on that way. And he was like, oh, yeah, but if you have a sore throat, take this. If you have black pain, take this. If you're pregnant, take this. Just like literally everything, just one off one tree. Yeah, off the top of his head. It's, like, yes. it's almost yeah. like it's common knowledge, but it's yeah. so foreign to everybody else. That- <laughs> yeah. Hold on, say it again. Uh, well, say, I- say that in fact again. <laughs> 
Because I feel like this is a continuation of my rant last part. Just the idea that like... <laughs> go, go again? Like, you can go into these, these uh-huh. natural areas and not only family islands, probably some places in Nassau, and yeah. just walk through and you will just pass by your foot trees and plants that naturally cure things. Sore throat, uh-huh. like back pains, like, you know, birth pains, anything that you go in through, you can just take these medicines, medicines put them in one tea, steep them, mm. burl them, go drink that and... You straight, I, good. Yeah. And they were saying that the pine tea is fixed coronavirus or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They, it builds your immune system and the, the, the pine trees because it has, I can't remember what the certain like chemical it has inside it. But when the, when the doctor said that, that didn't surprise me. Yeah. Because I always was telling people. I need some though. You, you <laughs> people, if people want to protect themselves against corona, drink Cerisee. Drink catnip. Drink the bush. Mm-hmm. Wherever it is Yeah we have to care For most things Like for the locally most things, Cause mm-hmm. people already Taking these things Out of the country And synthesizing it To make different medicines mm-hmm. So it's Facts. like Medicines Like creams All kind of mm-hmm. things yeah. Just topical Casserilla bark Synthesizing that Making uh, Campari Like all kind of things And you make other medicine From the bark I didn't even know that Yeah yes, bro, bro. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that Bro you know how And me and him talk about this How much our country is plundered of its natural resources. Oh, yes. We like right. the Western Africa, bro. Yeah. You and lie. But, uh, I, Aragonite. I have a big theory that the Bahamas is like the, the pearl of the world. But, yeah, the founding of youth is in Bimini. Yes. Why is that? Because the ocean's so but, clear. I was in Cat Island, and apparently, this is confidential, but apparently they have one <laughs> pond that is here like everything. Like, mm. like, it's just one big open pond. It don't get deeper than three, four feet. And people go out there and just cool out there. And they'll go in with like a disease. Apparently, a gal went in there with like breast cancer. Just went in there for ten minutes for a week. Came Crazy. out. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. All type conspiracy theory things. You go back and think, wait, this ain't real. Yeah. Why would you even and say? You know this? what's crazy? Most conspiracy theories are like something bad, but like mm. every time you hear something in the Bahamas, it's like yeah, some positive healing fountain. Like yeah. yeah. Why would you? Why would you make a lie and saying, but you go in this water and you could be cured? Like <laughs> no, but yeah. I w- I would believe that for the mere fact that pro- nine times out of ten that pond is uncontaminated. Nine mm. times out of ten. True. It probably has about over 90 different minerals inside the water. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, if we get into tune with nature, mm-hmm. all these ailments caused by dis-ease and dysfunction and inflammation of the body can be cured naturally. Most. Uh, I did a paper in uh, my sophomore scholar. year on, <laughs> on cancer and stress. Uh-huh. And most of our ailments... Stress is just that main component. You mm. yeah, like I can't remember, but I think being a forty-year-old woman who smokes a pack every day has the same risk for a woman who just is stressed every day. That's crazy. Mm. So like you out here going to a nine-to-five that you never wanted to be in, that you never wanted to do. You got to yeah. go home to uh, a stressful home. You could get stressed out and you could dead before you're 50. That's like people stressed not about this coronavirus situation. They could be apparently making themselves more sick. Exactly. Just by the mass hysteria and everyone being so caught up in the sauce. That's why I ain't for it, bro. Like, I I can't, I gone on my uh, WhatsApp last night. Like, because I shop heavy with the organic shops over here, especially. Shout them out so I can know. Yeah, shout them out. Shout out to Essential Alkaline Sherman. I got like you know because he has like the sea moss, the herbal tonic. Oh really? The the the, the like sea moss and capsules, like anything you want. 
like from a natural standpoint, he got it, mm-hmm. whether it be in liquid form or like in capsule form. So I always tell people like, yo, all this like chemicals you're taking in whatever, like you could do it the natural way. You need to cleanse the blood, black charcoal. You need to clean your teeth, chew coconut. Like I remember I worked the other day. Like we had this old coconut just sitting up. And I was at the gym earlier and I was talking to, shout out Jen. I know you was watching the show. That's the head. Jen got that friend of the show. That, friend of the show. We might might do y'all next. But she was like, you know, if you take an old coconut, like just let it dry in the sun, it'll start to make coconut oil. And I was like, for real? And she was like, yeah, before you could crack it open and eat the husk and it'll help you burn fat. You're so we, we had the old coconut in the office and I raised it up and I smell it. And like, I just felt some wetness on my hand. And I was like, wait, what this is? And I smell it. And it was coconut oil. I thought it was coconut oil. Or whatever, crazy. like, like it was coconut oil. And I was like, wow, like, wow, the beauty of nature. It was like, identity it's a seed and like, you know, mm-hmm. coconut water has many minerals in it. If you blend the jelly or coconut with the water, you get coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Period. And then you, if you want to sweeten it, put a little agave and cinnamon and boom. Hey, you don't even got to sweeten that. Like, you don't even got to sweeten it. Yeah. So, but like, you know, but it's like, if we get in more in tune with nature... Facts. It's a lot of things that we revealed. So Wait, I have a so this is a one big thought that I had from earlier that uh-huh. I just got reminded on, and uh, there's this quote from Marcus Garvey who was like one huge inspiration for me. Yeah, and he says, uh, "Any any supposed freedom, yeah. someone saying they're giving you freedom, but it really only creating a system where you become dependent on someone else. Mm. Mean real freedom. No, you know, you realize like." I know we get into all the education system and everything that we have in the Bahamas. But no, go look, speak on it, bro. Yeah, but we got time. Yeah, go if speak you look on at the, it, bro. If, if you look at the system itself, uh-huh. there's only a few key requisites that each individual would need to actually go and be a free person in the country that we have. Mm. One, if you understand your environment, like understand, if you know all of these plants, like yeah. you know the animals, you understand the ecosystem, that immediately gives you the mental knowledge and freedom to go to any island in the Bahamas and just function. And live. If you know your environment, you know what you're featuring. And, and then the second thing that I think we should be teaching, other than the environment, is basic camera skills. Because now in the 21st century, all you need is a phone. All you need is the a camera. Yeah. All you need is a piece of technology to express your creativity and begin learning some technical skills mm. that can make you a buck for yourself. Yeah. Go ahead. Like you was gonna say something? Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't saying. Anything. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You might as well say something. Yeah, I might as well. I mean, yeah. we we talk about this all the time, and I mean, if something uh, an advanced skill such as boating or swimming, a lot of people on the island can't even swim. Hey, yeah, serious thing. Like, if you if you, everybody knows how to sail or sail a boat or use a boat, that opens up the the islands to, to the entire country. You're just not stuck to an island. Many people live on this island, never even left Nassau in their life. They only mm. know this. And that's crazy to me, like... Because they can't even get in the water. Yeah. yeah. But it's amazing to think, like, if you just... If you understand nature, let's say you don't know no math, no English, no nothing, but you understand nature. Yeah. That in itself gives you the the mentality and the mindset to pick up something else like math or any other yeah. skill right, because yeah. you you knowledgeable. But if you all you know is math, all you know is, you know, this modern thing that you learn in school and then someone drops you outside in the middle of nowhere in yeah. the environment, you'll be lost. When Ben and I were younger, we were in scouts. Shout out to scouts. Facts, facts. And I mean, 
If in all in all honesty, <laughs> in all honesty, um, well, the secret society. <laughs> oh, in all honesty, that taught me how to use my brain differently. Because I mean, yeah. you only go to school, you come home, you do your physical extracurricular. But this was teaching me how to like uh, trail signs or how to look at certain things in nature and just be like, this means that, and that means this, and that carried on all throughout my life. I'd never forget those mm. things. Like that yeah. taught me how to reason. When I'm outside, how to be in tune with nature, Facts. you know? As simple as unplug, bro. Yeah. As simple as like, look at that. That's poison wood. If you touch that, you can get itchy. But right next to it is gamelami. If Facts. you take that and you break you're that good. and you put that on the poison wood, it fix it. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. you can't unplug when you're in nature, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. your environment. So you got to be aware at all times. Yeah. You got to understand your environment. But you go to school, you can unplug as soon as you leave. As soon as the mm-hmm. bell ring, you got lunch. It ain't no lunch when you in nature, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can eat you, now. You got, you got lunch, but lunch is yeah, all exactly. time, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Lunch could be you too. Yeah. yeah. For real, for real. Yeah. If, you, if you step around. I mean, like... Facts. Simple thing as they tell us, get your firewood, protect it. We don't listen. It rain or the, the dew fall heavy. Our right. firewood wet. You can't have breakfast now. No way. And the and the consequences is is tangible. Yeah. <laughs> in school, you don't you can't understand what an F has in your actual like long term effects of your For life. Mm. But if you can't eat, or if somebody spilled the water, or if somebody calls a tent go boom, or mm, or yeah. if someone calls a big it's you, immediate, you feel immediate. that mm. you can't fish, you starve. Simple. Yeah. So the reason I decided to do this composting thing is to create a foundation yeah. for the foundation mm. of something like Amian. Because mm. with this type of uh, brand, there's going to be, you're going to need like well-fed, energized people who have a root in this country who are connected because... I hate to speak on the system this way, but hmm. the system creates... Speak on it, bro. Speak on it. <laughs> the system is create like, people who, like, half-minded, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't want to do anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to chase their dreams. Like, they just make people to go work that nine to five. You want to you wanna work government job? You don't need nothing for that. No. But to say, like, I could take this risk and try better my country, I might lose it all. I might gain everything that I possibly wanted in life to help everybody else. That's what it, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, if you want to change the system, you have to go against it, but mm-hmm. not cause anarchy. Yeah, be yeah. constructive about it. I feel like with with the system, the best way to change it is from the underground, bro. Yeah, it's Dude. like it's like a bamboo tree. Yeah. It, it it takes years underneath for the roots to grow. Yeah, and they grow as soon deep. As they grow, and then as soon shoot. as it pop out, yeah. days, weeks, boom, all yeah. the way up. Yeah, because it's like. Yeah, we could be, I say, we've done everything overtly, and it hasn't worked. But if we be covert with everything, we don't tell nobody, we just move in silence. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, people ain't going to see it coming. Next thing you wake up, oh, flip. How this get like this? How this get like that? Right. But we've been working on the underground and mm-hmm. getting in the spots and places. almost like, I always like to reference um, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. How like you big, big film, big, Real. Yeah. big film, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you understand like Palpatine's and the Sits, they had a, a thousand year plan how to invade the galactic system, and like turn it on its head. And like of course along the way, that the method that they was gonna do it changed. But it's like, bro, I'm gonna get in. Y'all ain't gonna know see it coming, but on that faithful day, just one switch and everything. Mm. 
Completely go haywire, bro. I just flipped the switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I, I saw it in your eyes. You wanted to do it. <laughs> as soon as he said it, I was like, that's my only chance. I might as well. But I think, talking about the system and how change needs to happen, I think what we need is, again, looking at the roots of what the Bahamas was. And I think you got to go back to the era of the pirates. And we still in the era of the pirates. That's bro. what I'm saying. Like we, mm. Outside of the Hilton is, is the Woods Rogers statue. And it says yeah. the same little quote about piracy expelled, commerce restored. Man, we should flip it. Real. Commerce Pir- expelled, piracy restored. Yeah. Because as soon as everybody started doing things for themselves and just running their own system and flying their own flag, mm. there are no rules. Yeah. No one can stop you. The only reason there's a, there is a system is because we, we give the system respect and we allow ourselves to be conform to it as soon as you start doing things for yourself everything's changed so for real because i always say first of all i always take this model of anybody gonna do nothing for you so you might as well mm-hmm. do it for yourself facts, facts so if if i don't have to ask somebody for permission for nothing i just do you can't control what i do mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. i ain't asked for nobody for permission to do this i just did it mm-hmm. or whatever and whatever happened happened you can't shut me up. I ain't asked for no favor or nothing like that. Mm. So, and I always say the internet is the biggest equalizer mm. or whatever. Because it's like, bro, I don't have to go through no gatekeepers. I didn't have to ask someone to be on a radio station show or TV show to be on that network. You just create one yeah, or whatever. You just create that avenue. You don't have to ask someone, oh, then let me go to this place or that place. You save your money up and go wherever you need to go. Mm. So it's yeah. like, you know, you don't need permission from nobody to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. The, as soon as we stop looking at government as the uh, hero. Yes. And this is the one this one thing for uh, the shout out to Liberty for the like at least the the capitalist libertarian like l- small government perspective. Mm, yeah. Uh which is just that there like I'll, I'll put it like this, right? Cuz I always like putting into analogy, right? Let's say you 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 work at you, you use a packing boy or something, right? Yeah. You're working, you're getting a your couple dollars, right? Yeah. What you're taking them dollars and using them for, you're going to be very selective with because that's your money that you earn and it's yours. Yeah. Now imagine then your mommy come and she say, all right, here, here's $10, go to the store, buy something with it and keep the change. Now you're spending someone else's money for something for you you could be a little bit selective, mm. but you ain't going to be as conservative as if it was your own money. No. Yeah. Now imagine your mommy come and she give you $10 and say, go buy something for your sister. Now you're going to take someone else's money to use something on someone else and you really ain't going to be watching what you're spending that money on because yeah. this ain't your problem whatsoever. Yeah. So you have no, no incentive in watching how that money being spent. And I ain't no different from government. Government, big, and it's far from our problems. Yeah. So, you know, menace, Perry, nobody going to know what I going through on a day-to-day basis. They mm. attempts to solve my problems could be decent, but they always going to fall short because they don't know the problem as good as me. And only when I look at myself and my community as the, the, the root of change and use those tools to solve my problem and only look to government when it's really necessary, then we see that responsibility in society don't just fall on them and fall on all us. Mm. And everybody got to do their part. So it ain't yeah. about what they doing or they not doing. It's about what you doing and what you not doing. Hundred percent, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really say about it not. Cause I did. Especially yeah. the parking bar analogy, bro. You hit the yeah. the average shows right there. Average shows. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, like you got friends. It's like, wait, what? And I that's how I was with when they came to TJT and the traveling. 
I'm like, bro, we working. We all at a certain level. We were on the same age. Like, you know, obviously, I would say <laughs> on this part, I'm not sort of elder statement. Like, you know, I was close to 30, but it's like, you know, me and my guys, I'm like, bro, we working. We doing this. It's like, we going to spend this money doing foolishness anyway. And then I married or got kids. So we might as well put pool together and let's do something that affect us later on mm-hmm. or whatever. Because we didn't do enough for our nine to five and who runs those. Let's do something for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like, you know. Uh, <clears throat> a big motivator for me when I came home, because, like, I, last semester, just didn't want to do it. I said I could just come home and just start composting, mm-hmm. like, Oh, so you about to graduate from Liberty too? No, I I went to St. Leo. I'm still enrolled at St. Leo University. Uh, I just took a semester online. A little sabbatical. Yeah, a little yeah. sabbatical. I have online glasses, but <laughs> everybody but the star having yeah, online yeah, glasses. Yeah. He, was, he was the first one on the trend. Cheapest mm-hmm. I tell them now. I was this early summer for me, so yeah. Um, yeah. Now I now I saw a post on IG that says the joy, the, the decisions you make today will. Uh, Determine who you are, yeah, from now. And I was like, babe, mm-hmm. every day I wake up, I say, babe, next year this time, I don't want to be doing the same thing I do it now. Mm. I want to be like five steps ahead of myself. Because honestly, it's it's that drive. Once you have that drive, you get anything done, you know? Mm-hmm. But I had one fortune cookie once. It said, <laughs> procrastination is the fear of failure. Mm, and that really, really hit me too, because yeah. I was like, who, what? <laughs> Like yeah. you only really procrastinating if you scared of your own potential. Yeah. Like if you yeah. if you don't want to take risks, if you don't want to be who you want to be, it ain't because someone else is because you just scared to be who you think you want to be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like uh when I was the name Compost King, that was oh, so Compost King is the actual name of the whole No, thing. no, it's called C three, but people okay. call me Compost yeah. King. Because um, I was just gonna you might as well chance it to that man. CK. I, I was thinking that, but I don't want to be too. I I'm not a van man, you know. Like, but I, don't, I but you gotta you got Oh, yeah, okay. You uh, got you got it to be. You know, if nah, you're the compost king, you're the compost king. Like that that word king had so much meaning to me. Like that's mm. such a such a great word that I didn't want to put that on me. But the name came about when like what two summers ago we'd be freestyling, mm-hmm. and I just came up with it like, oh, I's a compost king. I'll, I'll compost you sell you to your mommy or something <laughs> <laughs> so like now that's what people call me and then like I, my dad was like what are you gonna call it and I had the list of names and he's like I like that compost king name and I was like you know yeah. what I gotta yeah. replace this might as well go with compost king bro the people then dub you compost king so it's like might as well compost king bro Fox. Facts. I guess it is what it is. Y'all know what to call me from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the next steps of Hamian in 2020? Um, yeah. Um, so the next step going forward um, is really taking advantage of every opportunity that's set in front of us. So right now I see the opportunity being COVID-19 mm-hmm. and a lot of people being in their house by themselves, wasting their time. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to take advantage of this generation who has a lot of energy, who has a lot of vision, and now has time on their hands because they can go be social and they can go to school. And social figure distancing. Out how, yeah, and figure out how I could collab with them and bring them in on the process. So mm-hmm. I want to really start launching a lot more of uh, digital collabs, creating a platform for more people to write, a, more, a platform for more people to design, uh, a platform for more collaborations on the whole, 
So again, out you know a lot more content in terms of like shirts, but but mainly it's all about the relationships and building out new relationships and then strengthening the relationships that we have with people. And then I just have the faith that as those relationships naturally develop, the question gonna come about of how we could collab, what we can do now. And as those naturally form, it's like we gonna flow where where life takes us. So I could say right now, but I want the next thing to be this art show, and I want to put as much as I can over these next couple months into it. But we also launch Hamian Records. Which is hey, we records. Yeah, which mm. is 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 the same thing. Taking our same platform and ju- trying to just. So you're gonna sign up. artists or? Like, I don't know. We might. All right. <laughs> right now, like again, I I don't want to promise anything that we can't do. Like right now, all I promised people was editing a photo for them and right. right doing a write up on their music. But if we take that and that goes somewhere, and we have the right other people coming into the process to say, hey, like I want to be involved with it then it's like, all right, let's do it. Because I don't have the the time and availability to run a, a record label yeah. whatsoever. But I think that opportunity may attract the right people who have the expertise, who have already been doing it and saying, hey, how can we collab and make this happen? Because it ain't about whose it is. It just matters that it get done. Yeah. yeah. So, Hamian like Magazine, Hamian Records, Hamian Official, Hamian Drip, Hamian Everything, Hamian Art. There are no rules. That's all that matters. Mm. There are no rules. Combo's King. Yo, next step. <laughs> uh, the next steps for me, right now, trying to get some more property. Mm-hmm. I just got a. Oh, so you you're in the business of purchasing real estate and plots right now. Actually, yes. Okay, that's so uh, right now I have two businesses that give me at least a hundred pounds from each location a week. Mm-hmm. But my next steps, I summer by summer I want a hotel. All by right, summer I want a hotel on my cool. as one of my clients. That's dope. Because what. 300 million tons of food a year. Yeah. I mean, imagine how much Bahama and Atlantis is throwaway. Mm, you know, yeah. I mean, I know Bahama has their own, uh, what is it, eco eco initiative, but something for, this is something they, for the But they need the Compost King hotels. They need me. Exactly. Yeah. You need the Compost King. The Compost King is coming to the rescue. Fox. Trust me. <laughs> Save me, the man. day. All right. But I would like to thank y'all for coming on this show, Airing Cool. Because, you know, we always like to keep everything cool on the Rich People Network. But, you know, thank you all for the photo. Thank you all for just enjoying this conversation. This probably be our longest part yet. Like, mm. Thank th- you for having us, Thirty. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. I think it might have been the best. Of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 We got Amy ones. Two goats. <laughs> every new every new part is the best one. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like it. You got to keep moving up. You gotta you know keep moving. Yeah. We got to yeah. find yeah. out on this. Yeah. But. You're going to have performance on the next. Mm. But thank you all for watching. See you all next time. It's Lord Jalen with it. And I got to say, yeah, yeah, see. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.